Hi, this is Dino Cazares from the group Fear Factory, and you're listening to Vulgar Display of Podcasts. Welcome to the Vulgar Display of Podcast. Got a full house. Hey, hey, hey. Here today. What's up, boys? What up, what up? Yo. I don't feel like this man needs an introduction, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway because yep. I want this on my resume. We are talking to Dino from Fear Factory. Dino, how's it going, my man? Uh, it's going great. I'm over here in uh, Los Angeles, California. I just arrived from Australia, so the jet lag is pretty much uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's taking me down. Full effect, I guess. Uh-huh. It's real. Yep. And you're coming off that Soulfly tour, right? Yeah, I was in Soulfly. I was performing in Soulfly for a festival run out there called the Good Things Festival. And um, it was nice and sunny and warm in Australia. It's actually <laughs> their summer right now. So, you know, when I got back home, it was uh, cold and rainy. <laughs> yeah, and we actually, we seen you guys with Soulfly and 200 Stab Wounds down in Memphis. I want to say, what was that, March or February, maybe? Yep, early, uh, March. Yep, yep, March at Growlers. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we were. Um, yeah, I was. I was on that tour with Soulfly. Um, yeah, that was a that, that was a good that was a good tour, man. Yeah, great tour, great time. Yeah, we had a great time, and we were fortunate enough to get into soundcheck. And we did an interview with Two Hundred Stab Wounds that night, and just seeing you and Max in the same room on the same stage, two legends in the game. Yeah, it takes a lot to rattle me, but man, <laughs> just seeing you guys together was awesome. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing that a lot, you mm-hmm. know, on this tour. Um, you know, a lot of people are excited to see us both up there, Janet. Yeah, it was neat to see, that's for sure. When you're playing with Soulfly, I know it's a little bit looser, it seems like. And I've heard you mention on interviews that, um, you know, there's some improvisation. How do you say the word? Improvisation. That's yeah, the word. We'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that word in there. But it's a little bit more loose. Does it feel different than when you are, you know, the the main guitar player, I guess, or the lead guitar player in the other bands that you're involved in? Yeah, I don't mean like loose in a bad way at all. I mean, the band's still <laughs> tight as hell. It's loose in a different way because if you compare it to Fear Factory, you know, Fear Factory, we, we have inner monitors. We, you know, everything is on a click track. You know, we're playing to a click track. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sure. So it's much different, whereas Soulfly doesn't. So, you know, it's got more of a natural feel. But, you know, of course, you know, Fear Factor is a machine. So we got to play like machines up there and we got to be tight as hell. And people want to hear Fear Factory songs like they are on the record. So we try to replicate that as as much as possible. Whereas Soulfly, it's definitely much a much more looser vibe compared to that. And, you know, sometimes Max will call out songs you know, uh, live or, you know, like, you know, four extra bars, you know what I mean? Or stop here, you know, yeah. he does that. And it's really cool. It's it's like, like it, you know, it's very improvisational, like the word you were trying to say. Um, <laughs> and it's really cool because it reminds me of something that, you know, when I used to watch, like, you know, in, if you watch an artist like James Brown, you know, he's up there and he's conduct. He's like a conductor. That's what I call Max conductor. So he's like the conductor on stage and he's directing the band 
how he wants them to go. And that's kind of like what Max does live too. He does that with me live. And sometimes he'll call out different songs. He'll call out different parts. You know, we add parts, we take parts out just, you know, and it's really cool. It keeps me on my toes. Absolutely. For sure. And speaking of Max, you know, he's one of those guys. I know you guys have been close for many years, probably going on decades at this point. His importance to metal and the metal community, you know, is he one of those guys? Does he belong, do you think, on the Mount Rushmore of metal? Is he one of the near the top guys to you? 100%. I mean, what what he created when he was younger and he was in Sepultura, you know, all that stuff is just legendary. You know, people still love those classic records. You know what I mean? He definitely belongs up there with everybody else, like Ozzy, you know, Dio, Dimebag Daryl, Vinnie Paul, the people like that. You know, he definitely is up there. I'm hoping that I achieve that as well someday, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. you're there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you've achieved that. <laughs> Can we go back to the old days a little bit? Sure. You guys played the first, I think, official OzFest back in maybe 1996, before it was even a, a national tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what that was like? Yeah, we, when we got o- when we got offered the opening slot for a couple of shows, um, the first two shows were in Arizona and San Bernardino, and um, we were like, "What? Ozzy's doing a fest it's called Ozfest?" I was thinking, man, that's a great name for an Ozzy fest, you know, Ozfest. Yeah, yeah. And um, we were like, "Yeah, you know, anything that Ozzy or Sharon wanted." You know, we were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so. Playing those festivals were really cool because, because um, you know, you know, a lot of bands were on that thing, you know, and and and, uh, and that's one of the first times that we got to meet Ozzy as well, and it was really cool because opened the doors for us touring with Ozzy during that record D Manufacture. We we did a world tour with Ozzy as well, going all the way to Europe, all through Europe and all through the United States. It's just amazing, you know, doing all that stuff, and that was just. Um, during Ozfest, just before Ozfest and right after Ozfest. So we did a lot of stuff with Ozzy during that time. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, you've been across the world pretty much doing this music thing. Is there anything that still, is it easy to get jaded in those circumstances or is there anything that still excites you about it? I mean, I, I, I can imagine that it is, it is easy to get jaded. I mean, I know some guys who just quit the industry altogether because, you know, it's a, it's, it, is, it can be a cutthroat business you know what mm-hmm. i mean especially when you're handling the business side of it mm-hmm. managers ripping you off lawyers ripping you off accountants ripping you off promoters ripping you off now venues clubs ripping you off yeah you know what i mean just yeah. you know all that stuff and people just like you know what i just want to go get a regular nine to five job and just deal with that it's less stressful i know people who had to get out of the business because it was stressful you know what i mean right so yeah people can get really jaded and get you know ptsd just from you know doing all this stuff and you know, even just dealing with band members, you know, like, you know, the, some of the stuff that I went through with lawsuits and things like that, that stuff is enough to jaded, uh, to get you jaded and get you out of the business. But, you know, I call myself and like guys like Max, uh, like guys like Phil Anselmo, you know, I call them lifers. Like, this is our life. This is what right. we do. This is, there's nothing that's going to jade us to get me out of the business. You know what I mean? I'm, this, this is it forever. This is my love, my passion. You can call it a job. You can not call it a job, but this is where I'm at. Metal is in my heart, and this is where I'm going to stay. Fuck yeah. We're going to stand up and salute that. Yeah, yes, sir. There's a clap sound on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Dino. Yeah. <laughs> Could not agree more. Hey, we was talking about, you know, 1996. I want to talk about a couple years after that. Me and a couple buddies, I we pretty much treated your tour like uh, some people treat the dead. 
<laughs> I think it was summer or fall of 99, me and some buddies, we, we practically followed that tour with um, you guys and System and Static X and Head PE, pretty much all of the Midwest. What an awesome tour that wow. was. Yeah, that lineup. <laughs> wow. Well, see, when I, when, when, because, you know, there was a while there that Fear Factory, we didn't headline shows. We always did opening slots, like from Sylvania Machine to D Manufacturer. We always were the opening band, right? So when Obsolete came around, this that was our first big headlining tour in the United States. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to bring all my friends from California, right? System of a Down, California. Static X, California. Yep. You know, Spine Shank, California, Head PE, California. I yeah. never put that together. Neither, neither. No, it was all California. Yeah. 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 And I was like, these are all my boys. This is, you know, we've known each other here from the local scene. And I was like, let's all, you know, link up and do a tour together. Now, the only band that, that jumped off and on the tour was Static X did half and Spine Shank did half. I'm not sure which show. Did you see Static X on our show? Yeah. So the ones that we've seen was Columbia, Missouri, Lawrence, Kansas. I think St. Louis was on that. Yeah, they were. Like four or five shows. We kind of followed you guys around and it was all the same, the same bill and Static X was on it. Yeah. So that, so it was, it was Static X, Head PE, System of a Down, Fear Factory. Yeah. This, this is before System of a Down blew up. That was going to be one of my questions is like, I think that they had toured with Slayer at that point. Maybe they had an earlier, mm-hmm. earlier tour with Slayer. But- yeah, that was when Slayer was kind of on a downspell. In other words, they weren't like as popular at that moment. They were doing that, um, that punk rock covers record they did. Yeah. And System of a Down was the opening band. And that's kind of like when they kind of used to throw all this weird makeup on and stuff like that. And, um, they got booed a lot. System of Down got booed mm, a lot wow. on that tour. You know, I, I've heard of bands having issues opening up for Slayer. You know, like, you know, people just want to hear Slayer and that's it. Right, right. So we actually did a Slayer tour in 1998 during the Obsolete record before our headlining tour. We did a tour with uh, Slayer. And we were like, man, are we going to get booed? Yeah, <laughs> we've we heard the get, stories. We didn't, get booed. <laughs> we didn't get booed once. I was really surprised about that. And I was like, wow, we must be one of the lucky ones. So I've always heard rumors about Slayer um, sometimes being not so kind to some of their opening bands, and they would sometimes uh, lower the volume to make them sound bigger and badder. Did you ever experience anything like that with the, being on tour? No, not at all. Not at all. Never experienced anything like that at all. Slayer were, were really nice to us. I, I mean, I guess maybe we're one of the lucky bands that they they, they liked. Also <laughs> yeah. from California, by the yeah. way. Yeah, right. That's also what it from is. California. Yep, the hometown so, boys. There's that California connection again. Mm-hmm. Um, Machine Head as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, Machine Head as well. At this but, point, we're uh, just li- yeah. listing yeah. California <laughs> bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, going back to that System of a Down tour that we did together, you know, we, we brought them out on that tour just before the band really hit big. And I'm still waiting for them to return the favor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. I know the shows that I was at, the crowds were very receptive to what they were doing. To the system, they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the sugar and all that was out by then, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think toxicity was yet. And, no. But uh, No, toxicity was, was what took them to the next level. Right. We followed you around that time. We had a good time doing it. We're also going to be catching you April 5th at Del Mar Hall in St. Louis, Missouri. The Rise of the Machine Tour. I mean, this thing, we've been waiting on this thing for a couple years now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we've had I know, yeah. I know. And, you know <laughs> 
so much has changed in those couple of years because right. <clears throat> look how much the economy has gotten really, really over the top, you know, with gas and just even availability on, on certain things, even drivers. Yeah. Just getting a driver, you know, it's hard. People really don't understand, you know, the costs that go into do the, doing these tours. Everything affects you, whether it's venues taking a big cut of the merch sales to to insane diesel and gas prices. You know, a lot of people like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that these buses take diesel and diesel is more expensive than gas. Yeah, it's like six dollars a gallon. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that adds up when you got to fill. you know, you're spending eight hundred eight hundred to a thousand dollars just to fill up a tank on a bus. Mm-hmm. People don't realize the, the cost of all that. And, and uh, you know, so it, it's, it's getting harder and harder. But it's, it's really kind of weird because when we first booked the tour, the economy was much lower and then now, you know, and then, and then we, we, we do these show contracts, right. For X amount of dollars. Then all of a sudden, you know, we postponed the tour for, you know, for a, a, a year or so later and oh. so much has changed. Yeah. Now these contracts are like, it doesn't match to where the economy is at now. Uh, yeah. You know compared I mean? to so a year ago. Yeah. We're actually, exactly. So a lot of people don't realize that either that, that a lot has changed so much mm-hmm. and uh, you know i wish we can go back and renegotiate our contract but it's too late it's can't do it and um it is what it is so mm-hmm. so we're going to be kind of like not we're, we're just not going to be making the money that we would normally make you know what i mean to mm-hmm. do that tour but we still got we still got to do it we're committed to it and we can't wait to get back on the road and just play in front of you know all those people you know that's one of the reasons i love you i love your Twitter transparency, just how transparent you are with some of the things that you say and some of the things that you're vocal about that I think other people may have the same feeling, but they're not as vocal about it because you're one of my favorite Twitter follows (laughs) just because, you know, a fan will ask you a question and it seems like you're just open and honest with them. And I know you've mentioned the expense and the cost of touring and how it's really hard to make money and and obviously the the merch cuts and how venues are taken from bands. I'm not the only one that really talks about that. There have been other people who, you know, Devin Townsend's been talking a lot about it and Dark Zone and a few other bands as well, you know, talking about, you know, what, what, what it's like out there. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, a lot of people who follow me or just in the, who fans of the band, they, they don't really understand what, what, it, what it is, you know, how it is out there. They don't understand, but they, but in a way they should, because, you know, obviously, you know, gas prices affect everything. You know what I mean? Food prices. You know what I mean? Food prices have gone insanely high, right? So, that, you know, people should be able to relate relate to it in that way. Like, sure. you know, if it's if it's hard for me to go on a, if it's hard, you know, speaking in the third person, like if it's hard for that person to pay rent or to buy food, imagine what it's like for us to be out there touring. You know yes. what I mean? People people have this misconception. Just because you're on the road and you're making, you know, big bucks and you're a rich guy. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, big rock star you know, millionaires. We, we, yeah, we we are affected by it just as much as they are. You know what I mean? And as a matter of fact, worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we have more more overhead. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why it's it's so important for guys like you to to you know we're just music fans, right? So we don't know what that world is, but when you relate it to the expenses of things and inflation and how that can, and gas prices. Yeah. I think it's important for the fans to hear that because then you would hope that they would go out and buy some more merch or they could buy directly mm-hmm. you know, from the band camps or whatever support it is. Support that band, yes. Yeah, to mm-hmm. support the band well, in other ways. Yeah, well, it all started because there had been other few bands that were talking about it. Like Devin Townsend was one of the ones that was really bringing up what it, 
like you know he's not going to tour that much this year because of that and he was bringing that up and i was just kind of commenting or reiterating what he was saying and kind of breaking it down even more and it just uh kind of spiraled out of control from there you know what i mean of course when all the all the metal websites get a hold of it i don't know for some reason whenever i talk it always turns into some sort of controversy. I don't know why. Then we all open up you know, too and have your back. You're like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> we're riding with you, Dina." Yeah, yeah. For some reason, just I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm too blunt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what like it Chad is. said, it's what everyone else wants to say, and then you say it, and we're like, "Yeah, damn right." That's yeah. what we were thinking too. I think it's just refreshing to hear yeah. your yeah. heroes talk about exactly some of their struggles. Someone that is highly respected in the game. You're like, okay, yeah. Maybe fans don't want to hear your struggles. Maybe fans just mm-hmm. want to, you know, have that that image of you that you're a rock star and you're on and that's pedestal. It. i'm just like no i'm just just like you right just like you guys you know yeah going through these struggles like you are as a person that's very cool yeah but th- but obviously there are things that need to change but i don't know i don't think there are going to change you know it's um one of the main things is you know these promoters at venues that are taking 20 30 percent of their mer- your merch cut that's mm-hmm. a lot then you got to pay tax on that. You know what I mean? And you got to pay the person selling the merchandise. And then at the end of the day, you're not left on anything. And so you're like, everybody's got their hand in the cookie pot. And, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. And, and you know, and these, some of these promoters and some of these club venue guys, they got to, they got to somehow compensate for their, their high prices of running a club mm-hmm. or running the venue and their employees. Sure. They can make money at the bar, but sometimes when you play these shows and a lot of a lot of kids who are under twenty one come to your shows, he may not make enough money at the bar, so he's gotta compensate it for some you know, for the money he loses at the bar, guy. he's gotta get it from the bands. And it sucks because then the band's gotta raise the prices on the t shirts and then people gotta raise ticket prices and then it's just like everybody gets fucked. It's all related to each other and that's one mm-hmm. thing that people need to understand, you know. Mm-hmm. So what is the best way for us to support a band then? What's the most direct way to support a band? Um, obviously, you know, buying their merch, buy tickets, buy their merch. I mean, still still coming to the shows. Done. Still, yeah. <laughs> you know, still buy merch at the shows because obviously we still have to sell merch at the shows. You know what I mean? Sure, we sell merch on our website, but people like to get that concert shirt, you know, with yes. all the tour dates on the back. Yeah, the limited with your like tour date, yes. Yeah, because you know it's it's just a one time print. You right. know what I mean, you're not going to get that on the, the websites, really. Yep. You know what I mean? You're going to only get it at the live show. So please still come out and support the band in that way. One hundred percent. And we intend to. We're going to catch this Rise of the Machine tour, 2023, fellas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Static X, Fear Factory, Dope, Mushroom Head, Twisted, Cultist Black. It's it's a big package. It's a yeah, good it's, big yep, package. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's a throwback. <laughs> it's a throwback to the nineties and it's killer. Yeah. Hell yeah, we're gonna be there. Yeah. And have <laughs> early in full effect. Yeah. Having some fun. <laughs> yes, for sure. April fifth, Delmar Hall in St. Louis, Missouri. We got the legend, Mr. Right Hand. Yes. Dino from Pure Factory. Dino, we appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, man. One last thing. One last thing about the tour is that we will not be doing any meet and greets. What we're gonna do is we're going to make an announcement to come meet us at the merch table during during the show. Meet us at the merch table. Nice. I'll be there signing, doing photographs, and just support the band by buying something. That's great. Yeah, we'll see you there. Consider so, it done. So, but yeah. I'm already in line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So if anybody wants to come up and get an autograph or, or a photo, 
you know, buy something, you know, out of respect to buy sure. something. Cause, cause you know, a lot of times when you do these meet and greets, you know, it's like a hundred to 200 bucks, you know, just to meet the band. Well, fuck that. We're going to be at the merch table. Just buy a t-shirt, buy yeah. a $20 t-shirt. I mean, I'm sorry, $30 t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. Inflation. Compared, to like, compared to like 200 bucks. Yeah. You know I mean? Right. To meet us. So yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's one way to try to, you know, get people to you know, help support the band. When can we expect an announcement on the members? Like, is it going to be Tony again? Is there going to be some kind of Tony, announcement? Tony, Tony will be double duty, double doing duty. double duty. Mike Keller on drums, and uh, the vocalist is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you waiting for that? Yeah, you waiting uh-huh. for that, aren't you? Yeah, our hearts dropped. All a of our bit. eyebrows raised, like, oh shit, he's really telling us. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll you'll know soon enough. We'll see you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see wah, at the door. Wah, wah. Yeah. That's all right, man. We yeah. pr- we appreciate it anyway. We're gonna be seeing yes. you at Del Mar Hall. Uh, April 5th in St. Louis. Dino, we appreciate the time today. Yes, thank you yeah, so much, Dino. Dino. Much Thank you, man. I appreciate the support to everybody uh, around the world and all the fans. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, go look for me on all my socials. I'm there. So have a good one, guys. I yeah. appreciate it. You too. Thank, thank you. Thank Take you. care. Later.